Alright, there we go. Welcome, everyone, to Season 2, Episode 17. Of the Let's Talk About It podcast. Yes, and we got some exciting news here. We have we have someone we have someone rejoining the flock, the taco flock. Name yourself. Hi. Yeah. I'm Jason. Hi. Yeah, Jason's back. So we got we got three three fourths of the squad back. <laughs> we're we're slowly we're slowly building up the Taco Nation so, army again. I told you I'd be back. I didn't yeah. say when, so I broke no promises. Well, you said when several times, actually. <laughs> no, I said I would have a headset. I didn't say when I'd be back. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, but uh, so now that Jason is back, uh, we, we've run into some uh, technical questions here. So if you hear doubled audio for today's podcast, it's because we have to have Jason's voice played through Discord uh, through through a TV speaker so we can hear him. Uh, since we don't have audio monitoring equipment yet, yet asterisk yet. So, uh, without further I've ado, got no sound issues on my end, so I don't know if that would make a difference. Right, right. Well, it, it would it would be issues on our end because we have you playing through a speaker, and then uh, the speaker could possibly feed audio into our mic that Ruben and I are sharing. So, they they they'd most likely hear you doubled, um, but not necessarily hear me or Ruben doubled, if that makes sense. Wouldn't I get feedback, though, is what I'm saying in my end, because I'm getting doubled, if that were the case? Uh, do, yeah, do, are, do you have your, um, do you have your mic monitored, by chance? Um, I don't, I don't have it monitored, but I mean, I'm not getting any sound issues from your end, is what I'm saying. I'm not picking myself up coming think, back through your mic. I don't think it necessarily works like that, because I don't know what the noise gate is set to on Discord. So the noise, the, the noise gate could be different to where it's more, it picks up more sensitive on the podcast rather than in Discord. Mm, okay. Yeah, but we'll see, we'll see. Uh, uh, you know, this is a, with you back... We we appreciate it for sure, and we'll just we'll just figure out the technical stuff as we go, because that's that's our life's philosophy. That's how we do. That's how we roll. Um, but anyways, uh, let's uh, let's hop right into it, into the podcast. Now that we're gonna have now now there's three of us, so exciting, so great. Um, we'll start off with the tech news, as always. As soon as I can find my collection, because I have. A handful of stories today. Um, it's actually been a pretty eventful week, last couple weeks for tech and gaming news. Um, Jason, I imagine you can probably guess just by the logistics of things, but the last couple weeks have been kind of rough on the podcast. We've been scraping for stories. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, up until oh, I think last week. Last week was a pretty busy week for tech news and gaming, and then that seems to be the case for this week too. So. We definitely appreciate that. But anyways, um, first tech story of the day actually has to do with cryptocurrency and specifically uh, HTC's blockchain-based uh, phone um, that was released a while back, actually. I think we may have talked about this a long time ago on the podcast. I don't remember specifically when, but anyways, HTC, some time ago, came out with a phone called the HTC uh, Exodus. And uh, these uh, smartphones were based off of, uh, well, you know, they're regular smartphones, but they're also uh, based off of blockchain technology. That's kind of like 
the basis of a lot of cryptocurrency generating, uh, you know, engines per se. Uh, but anyway, there was an announcement this week that um, there's uh, there's that these phones were gonna are going to soon receive their own uh, cryptocurrency mining app, um, which lets them mine the Monero cryptocurrency when plugged in, charging and idle. Um, the app is called Deminer, which. <laughs> It's kind of funny, um, but uh, it's being developed by Midas Labs, and it's scheduled to launch in quarter two of 2020, so it could be within the next couple months or so. Um, according to Midas Labs, the developers of the app, um, HTC's Exodus 1S smartphones with this app should be able to mine 0.0038 cents of Monero cryptocurrency a day, <laughs> um, which is... Uh, not a lot, I guess. More but, than um, none. If you actually, if you add up the numbers for that, um, you'd be making about a dollar and thirty-eight cents a year. Jeez. If your phone was uh, plugged in all the time and idle. Right. <laughs> it was constantly I mining. I could buy a thirstbuster with that. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of pointless. Um, keep in mind that this phone Just itself saying. is around two hundred and thirty-seven dollars. So you'd pay off the phone in 170 years, electricity, <laughs> electricity costs included. Worth, <laughs> so worth. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I just may invest in HTC blockchain phones now. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, but yeah, it's definitely uh, you know definitely interesting to see. Even though this isn't impressive by a pure like number standpoint, from a technology standpoint, it does pose an interesting question as to what kind. Of devices will be used to mine cryptocurrency in the future. Um, hopefully, they're at a more uh, accelerated rate than that of this HTC phone. Um, but uh, I, I want to one day be able to like walk out of the bathroom and be like, "I just made ten dollars taking a shit." <laughs> hopefully, one day when cryptocurrency booms again. Um, uh, kind of, kind of back onto the uh, you know the numbers perspective of it though. Um, the average laptop, modern laptop, can mine about uh, six cents of Monero a day, um, but will consume about uh, fifteen cents worth of power in the process. So you're not making any money. <laughs> um, you pay. You're paying to make money. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's kind of like that's the uh, um, that's the. Uh, that's kind of the beautiful thing about this HTC uh, Exodus One S phone, is that it's amazingly mm -hmm. power efficient, and that there's a profit margin of fifty percent once you once you uh, factor <laughs> it's just in. Incredibly slow. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, like it's efficient, but it's incredibly slow. Um, whereas the laptop, Ooh, you make more. Right, right. The laptop you make more, uh, but uh, you you lose it all and then some. So. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Crypto is kind of in a bad spot right now, uh, as a whole. So mm -hmm. we'll see that. Uh, well, I know, you know it's. I I mean I haven't looked too much into it, but in from what I've experienced, I know that it's incredibly hard to actually get like to mine cryptocurrency. I ended up with a a Bitcoin miner on my computer one day, and like for like two months, I'm wondering why does my computer sound like it's dying every time I use it. And, uh, yeah, it turns out that the miner was using up literally every last bit of my resources. <laughs> uh, I, I, I have to laugh at that just because it's funny. <laughs> Your computer. Well, I laugh at it because, I mean, someone was mining crypto on my computer, which already doesn't have a lot of power and was stealing it over, like, 
a 25k a second internet connection right that's yeah that's that's totally true at the same time you know the the the, you know the concept behind that sort of invasive mining is what i call it i know there's a better term out there out it for there but that particular miner probably had the same uh program running on you know multiple different computers so it's not so much that oh yeah you know yeah that that years was it's to me it's just funny how it's funny how uh like I don't know, I guess, like, how how much of an impact it had on my computer, even though the other person literally got probably nothing out of it. <laughs> Maybe 0. 0.0038 they, cents yeah, a day. <laughs> they ran up my bills. They ran up my bills running it more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> so that's more malicious than it is actually profiting <laughs> that they're doing yeah. to you. <laughs> a virus Fuckers. in the classic sense, man. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Um, but yeah, so that's it about HTC's uh, blockchain phone. But we'll actually keep on going with the phone stories here. Um, not another Android story, but this is actually an iOS story with their iPhone. So um, it returns the scary iOS uh, crashing bug that is caused by uh, sending a certain message with a certain string of characters to any iPhone <laughs> that that runs iOS that. Uh, 13.4.1 um, and this is actually the second time we've seen this uh, you know this bug here for iOS um, the yeah, first time I remember the first time right okay so did any of you actually crash anyone's phone doing that on purpose no I haven't anyway no I don't want to do it I kind of want to do it not gonna lie um, so apparently the way that this is done is that uh, well? Actually, the, fir- the 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 last time that this happened was in 2017 with iOS 11. Um, but the way that this is done is that you actually have to download the Indian language or uh, Telugu character uh, keyboard to to uh, your phone. And then uh, the article that I have here from The Verge doesn't list the uh, the string of characters that you have to send, but I'm sure you can find it somewhere. You know, just a quick Reddit search or something like that, you'll find it. Um, but apparently, if you text the bug um, to an iPhone. It would freeze it. It would disable iMessage, um, and then it will ev- eventually like not let the person on the phone leave the menu that they were on, and then it'll just freeze, and you have to hard reset it. <laughs> so, so yeah, well, I, I, that's not as bad as allowed. Didn't the other one like actually cause it to completely like fuck up, and you had to factory reset it, or was it just a regular hard reset? Um, from from what I. This article also mentions the last time it happened, um, but the one in uh, iOS 11 in 2017, that one, um, uh, you know, that one actually like crashed iPhones really, really hard, and so there was a update hours yeah. from Apple. So, so yeah, that one was a uh, uh, that one was definitely uh, harsher, I would say. Um, but <laughs> um, so let's uh, they so Apple back then they recommended uh, installing the update or disabling app notifications as a whole uh, for fixing the crash. Um, go Apple, you know, go Apple. Uh, more power to you, I guess. But uh, yeah, so that's a that's a funny little story in the tech sector here today. Um, but actually, lots of processor news this last week here, continuing with uh, the AMD news. Um, we got some new um, leaks here on AMD's Big Navi uh, GPU here, which uh, which is their uh, continuation of the RX 5700 and 5700 XT uh, RDNA, the first generation of RDNA 
architecture uh, graphics cards. So this latest leak um, over at a that's from PC Shipping Forums, um, which has been a reliable source for leaks in the past. Um, actually just released an interesting spec about uh, a seven nanometer flagship graphics card from AMD called the AMD RX 5950 XT. Um, but most likely that's not gonna be the card's name just because, you know, we're, 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 this is an early leak. AMD can do whatever they want with the naming scheme of their processors or, you know, with anything really. Um, but anyway, this leak shows that um, the, shows that the uh, the die of the GPU itself you know the actual like processing cores the whole the whole the thing that makes it work right um, it's actually gonna be 505 millimeters squared the size of the die um, and just based off uh, you know just based off of some math compared to the size of the die on the 5700 XT which is AMD's current you know top tier graphics card for gaming um, this new graphics card should be at least two times the performance of the 5700 XT, twice the power. Um, of course, this is taken with a grain of salt because it's a leak and it's an estimate. And this, uh, you know, this math that goes off of assuming that the card is two times as fast off of that 505 millimeters uh, squared uh, die size is assuming that all the cores in that area of the die are shader cores, just traditional processing cores. Um, that's most likely, most likely not going to be the case because AMD has told us in past months that they will be supporting ray tracing, so they'll probably have ray tracing cores just like uh, RTX cards for NVIDIA. So um, I don't believe that number. It's probably going to be like 1.75 times the performance is my guess, um, or 1.6 times, but we'll see. Only time will tell. Um, we should be seeing these new graphic cards at the end of the year, sometime around September or even November, because AMD has also said that uh, RDNA 2 cards uh, will be coming out this this uh, this year, as well as Zen 3 uh, processors, so that's really, really exciting. Um, so I'm willing to spend a lot of money on this, <laughs> just because mm -hmm. I'm an AMD fanboy, but um, this kind of got me hyped, not going to lie. Uh, especially for a card, a big navy card. I just hope they make one small enough to fit inside of my ITX size case. And that has good thermal performance. Because that's what I would need. <laughs> I just, I can't wait for the day when ray tracing becomes much more um, obtainable financial-wise. <laughs> yeah, very, very true. Because even now you can get like an art, you can get like a 27, you know, 2070 RTX card, but the ray tracing on there is not super powerful not really usable, or at least that's how it was in the beginning. So we'll see here. Um, I have faith that AMD's strategy will be not to offer the best ray tracing performance in their future cards, but will offer usable ray tracing throughout all of their cards, or most of their cards, really, because they lost the race to have ray tracing on their cards uh, to NVIDIA, and so they're going to have to rethink, you know, what what can we do with ray tracing? Let's offer it in a much better way throughout all of our cards. That's what I think, at least. I'm not their strategist, so I can't confirm that, um, but that makes that's what makes sense to me, at least. Especially after, you know, since that was a big thorn in NVIDIA's side when they came out with ray tracing, that it was so inaccessible, and even on the highest ray tracing cards, ray tracing was very difficult to run. Uh, you know, 
AMD's gonna use that. They're gonna they're gonna take that thorn and they're gonna twist it into Nvidia. So only time will tell. We shall see. We shall see. I will be waiting in angst for that. Um, but actually, since we're mentioning NVIDIA, that's actually a good transition to the next tech story, which is about NVIDIA, uh, and that they have announced that they are going to be doing some product releases on May 14th, which is Thursday, a Thursday. I know because my birthday's on the 16th, and that's a Saturday. Anyway, uh, they're <laughs> expected to announce the next uh, RTX 3000 series GPUs. Um, because in the invitation for the event that they sent out to all the press, um, they said get uh, get amped for for May fourteenth, uh, you know, Nvidia announcement. Um, it has been the, the long-standing name of this generation of GPUs that Nvidia was going to be releasing. The name, uh, the code name being Ampere. Uh, so when they say get amped, they're kind of playing to that, you know, knowing that we know that that's the code yeah. name for these GPUs. Um, these GPUs will be announced that day, uh, and if NVIDIA follows the same kind of uh, schedule that they always have with their announcements, and that they'll re they'll release and they'll announce the highest end NVIDIA graphics cards with the most ridiculous prices first, and then as the year progresses, they start releasing the more affordable ones. You know, so in this case, we're expecting them to announce. Uh, prices and availability dates for the RTX 3080 Ti, the RTX 3080, and maybe the RTX, uh, you know, 3070. We'll see uh, if that's what they're called, right? We don't know that that's what the name of the cards will be, um, but following the naming scheme right now, that's what everyone seems to think they will be. Um, and this is really cool because we will start to see prices for high-end GPUs right now fall. Um, so we'll see everything from the 2080s to the 2080 Ti's to even some 2070s, um, especially those, the non-super variants, right? I don't think we'll see the super variants fall in price too, too hard, yeah, but, but the, but the non-super variants will be superiorly outclassed and people will no longer want the non-super series. So we're going to see the non-super 2080 Ti's, 2080s, and 2070s fall drastically in price. Do you think we'll see that price drop? fairly soon considering the fact that I mean production is still kind of slow on everything considering coronavirus I think so um, from what I have personally observed on price drops um, we won't see them happen immediately uh, like right after the announcement it usually takes a couple weeks from what I've seen three weeks to a month after the announcement to see um, the the cards drastically drop in price um, but it honestly all depends on the available stock so especially right now with the coronavirus electronics are expensive period everywhere either they're expensive or they're sold out <laughs> so um, for these graphics cards release I think it's gonna take about a month after the announcement for the non-super variants of the cards to drop in price um, if that happens, you know, I'm, I'm just assuming that things will be slightly more tamed with coronavirus by the by mid-May because they're seeming to be more tamed now yeah. is what I'm seeing just across the U.S. Um, so expect to see, you know, the non-super uh, RTX cards, 2080s, 2080Ti's, 2070s to drop around end of May, uh, beginning of June, uh, just because 
you know, not only are these new, are, is the announcement of these new cards going to get people hyped up, but we have to also realize that the add-in board partners like Gigabyte, Asus, uh, you know, ASRock, all these people who make these custom cards also have to clear their current stock so that they can afford to buy the new GPUs that they're designing, you know, these custom GPUs uh, from NVIDIA for. Yeah. So it's all about economy of scale, you know, and the economy's weird right now on the global scale. So <laughs> it's a little unpredictable right now exactly what's going to happen, but nonetheless, I, I, don't see, I don't think we're going to see a drastic change in the usual way things proceed. It's just going to be... Uh, you know, at a much slower pace, a much slower response to to clear out stock, to reduce prices, to uh, you know, to to churn out these new cards. All the all all the behavior will be the same, but the time in which it happens will be will be slower. That's my opinion. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that's it for Nvidia's announcements here and what they're planning. Uh, I actually have just one more tech story here before we go on to the gaming news and general news. Um, this is actually a follow-up story on last week where we discussed the new budget Ryzen 3 uh, 3000 series CPUs. Um, we had gone over the two new CPUs that AMD had announced that day, which was the Ryzen 3 3100 and the Ryzen 3 3300X. And we actually learned some very interesting things about these CPUs over the last week that may sway someone's buying decision uh, when it comes to choosing which of these two budget CPUs they want in their computer. So we learned uh, that there actually is a difference between these two CPUs, even though they're both uh, four core eight thread CPUs um, with 16 meg megabytes of cache, they're actually physically different as far as their dies go. So the uh, you know of course the Ryzen 3 3100 the lower of the two uh, actually got the short end of the stick when it comes to the design of the cores inside so uh, quick recap here AMD's Ryzen series chips are designed in a way to where there's actual there as there's actually uh, several kind of uh, chiplets as part of the die. So there's like, uh, and they're called chiplets because they, they kind of look like the little gums, like the chiclets, you know, <laughs> underneath there. So um, the way AMD designs these CPUs is that instead of putting, you know, for example, eight cores or 16 cores on one single chip, they'll actually divide the cores amongst different chiplets. And these chiplets communicate information through each other, which are called CCXs. Um, and then these Ryzen uh, chips kind of depend on the speed of the RAM that's installed in the PC to have that information communicated in between these chiplets in the processor. So that's why Ryzen processors actually respond very well to high-speed RAM because it depends on that for the communication in between the cores within the CPU. It's really interesting. I'm not explaining it super scientifically or super well. Just Google <laughs> Ryzen CCX uh, die explanation and you can find a way better explanation online but anyway in the case of these Ryzen processors uh, the lower of the of these two uh, the Ryzen 3 3100 has two CCX cores or not cores but dies on the processor which means that there are uh, that there's two cores and four threads on one CCX chiplet and then there's a second chiplet with two cores and four threads um, 
And then of course there's the third chiplet which handles input output, um, but that's not part of the conversation right now. Um, so what does this mean for this uh, Ryzen 3 3100? Um, when compared to the Ryzen 3 3300X, uh, which is $20 more at $120, whereas the Ryzen 3 3100 is $99, um, the Ryzen 3 3300X is going to be faster because all of its four cores and eight threads are on one CCX die, which means that it doesn't have any latency in between the two different CCX dies communicating with each other. Um, so, and, and funny enough, actually, on the Ryzen 3 3300X, there is a second CCX die on there, but it's disabled. There's like no cores or no threads active on there. So yeah, it's really whack stuff. So the lower one uh, is gonna suffer some latency because the two CCX dies with two cores and four threads on each have to communicate with each other um, in order to process information, uh, which explains the $20 difference in between these two CPUs. So the Ryzen 3 3300X is going to, uh, you know, it's touted as the CPU that's going to destroy the Intel Core i5 because it's a similar uh, configuration uh, at a lower price um, and so yeah that's an interesting tidbit on what the difference between these two processors are uh, and you know the inf the uh, explains why the price difference is what it is even though they're spec the same with four cores eight threads and 16 megabytes of, of level level three cache I believe um, I'm excited for these chips I want to see how well they do Especially uh, last week, Ruben, you showed me an article that said that the that these Ryzen three chips are gonna uh, beat uh, or, or will easily beat Intel Core i sevens mm -hmm. of just like three three years ago or something like that. And we discussed that last week too, if I remember correctly. So yeah, interesting stuff from from AMD, Nvidia. Um, no Intel news this week. I know there's a. I know. Well, actually. Let me share an Intel thing here. I don't have the article pulled up, so I can't really <laughs> say anything interesting about it, but Intel this past week um, recently said that their Intel XE graphics architecture, which they're developing for their graphics cards in the future, which we have discussed in the podcast before, uh, they're gonna be integrating that technology into their CPUs as part of their integrated graphics. So exciting stuff to see there. We don't really know mm -hmm. what, exactly what that means or the, you know, the performance to expect, but that's coming down the pipeline, so we'll stay tuned for that. I will be on top of that like a fly on a turd. But anyway, that's it for the tech news this week. Uh, now we can... Ooh, we haven't done this in a while. Who wants to go next, Ruben or Jason? <laughs> um, uh, it doesn't matter to me, sir. Do you want to go next? I wasn't going to cover um, the leak or Valhalla. I was going to kind of glaze over them and we'd discuss them together, but I'm good with whatever, sir. Oh, I mean, same kind of thing for me. I mean, um, we'll all, if you've got more info, because that's basically all I have is that they happen. I've just got a couple of. Alrighty, sir, then I'll go. Out there I'll... things to go over, too. Alright, I'll go first then. Um, well, first up, some Google Stadia news. Google Stadia seems to be slowly improving, at least in terms of its library. Um, this article is from actually yesterday. Google is bringing PUBG to Stadia today, and it's promising to launch several EA games later this year. PUBG will be free for Stadia Pro members and will include the new Cold Front Season Pass. Um, however, Stadia Free members will be able to purchase the base game for $30 or bundled with the Season Pass for $40. Um, and 
along with PUBG launching on Google Stadia, it's going to support cross-play, so you know you can play with people on Xbox, PC, PlayStation. Um, and also launching with it is the ability to click a game and just instantly start playing from, like, if if you have someone on your friends who's playing it, and you click join, it'll just instantly launch the game now, which is oh, something nice. that, that they discussed at launch, but wasn't really followed through, through with right away, mm-hmm. as they were still working out the kinks. Yeah. Um, alongside the PUBG launch, though, Google is partnering with EA to bring Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Madden NFL, and FIFA to Stadia later this year. Although there are no exact release dates for all three titles, uh, Fallen Order is said to be arriving this fall, while Madden and FIFA will be available this winter. Um, Interesting. I, I kind of wonder why PUBG and not any of the other super successful <laughs> uh, you know, Battle Royale games that are out there. Probably, Honestly, because PUBG was probably the only one Google could get a good deal on. To support on Stadia, probably. Yeah. Um, PUBG definitely... is the hipster battle royale. Stadia is the hipster console. It's two I'm, and two, dude. I'm also definitely curious um, to see how well their latency is handling. Because if you're trying to play competitive in PUBG, a game where it's a battle royale, you know, against 99 other people, you definitely want the least amount of latency as possible. Yeah. Um, and then especially also with games like Jedi Fallen Order, which is very heavily based around like parrying and dodging the in the way that Dark Souls is, however not as punishing. So, I mean, I obviously haven't played Stadia. I haven't heard anyone say that the latency problem has gotten better. So, I don't know that these are the right games to bring, (laughs) but um, time will tell, sir. I mean, if they bring some souls over with some latency, it's like a new challenge type thing. (laughs) It's going to be the new new streaming challenge, Dark Souls Mega Stadia Edition. Hardest difficulty. 200 MS latency on your inputs. Yeah. That sounds like health. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a... Couldn't you do that with, like, uh, some of the Street Fighters where you could set, like, a bot match against, like, and adjust it to be super low ping so your input's way late to practice against uh, people? I did with... not know that. Yeah, you could do that in Street Fighter, I'm pretty sure, and I know, I know that you could do that in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Yeah, it was... That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, next up, I got a got a little news on a game you both know that uh moba smite mm-hmm. um yeah recently launched on the epic game store with a bunch of perks if you download Ooh. it through there um so basically if you download it through epic um obviously it's going to support crossplay with steam and console users and you'll get fifty dollars worth of in-game content including five gods each with a voice pack and a skin Oh snap! So that's tempting. Do they support like cross-platform purchases finally? Because I bought the God Pack on PS4, but I don't play it because I have the PC right now, and I'm not entirely doesn't. sure actually. How about you try yeah. that out, Jason, and you let us know. 
I know I'm definitely well, going to be re-downloading Smite because yeah. I don't have it on this new computer, and I have Epic, so I mean, might as well get some free stuff while I'm at it. Yeah. Mm, Smite's fun as fuck, too. Let's see here. Alright, and then next up, these next ones I kind of just want to discuss with you guys just because um, one of them is an announcement with a picture. Um, we won't be getting the trailer tomorrow. But first, I want to talk Last of Us 2. Um, a couple days ago, as many people know, a lot of details were leaked about the game's story, uh, characters, and several like really big, I guess, plot elements. I personally haven't seen them. I know Pedro has. <laughs> um, but yeah. we're not going to be discussing any spoilers here. Yeah, we're a spoiler-free podcast. Um, I, I went ahead and I read them just because I love a good story. And if I know what, what's going to go on, then I'm just going to know what's going to go on, right? Um, I haven't played Last of Us. I'd like to, and I'd like to play Last of Us too, but it, it's not, like, a big thing for me to, like, know what happens in the story. Because, first of all, they're leaks. We don't know how true they are, right? Second of all, uh, there's way more to the story than is led to believe in these leaks even though we know how it ends which is part of what the leak is really yeah oh. uh it's <laughs> the, the leak allegedly tells tells you how the game ends um but it that came from know, a disgruntled employee it supposedly leaks basically the entire game <laughs> yeah the leak as i know is pretty um pretty on considering he was live streaming it to youtube his playthrough <laughs> um so I would say it's pretty uh, pretty justified. I'm not going to read and, <laughs> and try and decide if it's not. Um, however, yeah, as Jason, as Jason said, it, uh, it supposedly came from a disgruntled uh, employee of Naughty Dog after some... I don't know if it was creative differences or if he just wasn't <laughs> feeling he was properly compensated for his work. I read that it was over a payment dispute that was... He was basically denied a payment compensation. Okay, that's what I thought. I just didn't want to outright say it since I don't have that piece of information in front of me. Right. I read that as part of the article that I read the leak on. And I don't remember where I read the leak on, to be honest. So I can't quote that, but that is what I clearly remember reading about on that article. It might have been IGN because I know they posted it in one of their articles and they later had to do a separate page and change the page to have a link because a bunch of people were pissed off because they accidentally read the link. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. I don't think I read it from IGN because I would have remembered it was from IGN, but the place where I read it from did the same thing where where they had, you know, the they had a separate page that you had to click a link to to get to that unlisted page to read the to read the leaks. Oof. Yeah. Um Jason, what are your thoughts on this? I know, I know you, you're the one who introduced me to Last of Us, so I know you've definitely got some thoughts. I'm on the fence about buying it now, just based on what people that did read them have said. I know for a fact I'm going to be buying this game. The only issue is I also am going to have to get a PlayStation 4. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so like kind of piggybacking off of what Jason said... Um, you know, I haven't played Last of Us, but I know the general story and what happens. Uh, and what I can say is that Last of Us 2, if everything that the leaks point out happen in there, it's going to be a very polarizing game 
for the story as it stands right now. So it's going to be, it's like, you know, the fan base, it's going to be split. Some are going to love it. Some are going to hate it. Absolutely. Um, and it just depends which, which, you know, it depends on what you prefer in your, in your game or how you prefer that story to end. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, man. I like, I'm a sucker for games that have really good stories. Like, even when it comes to games that are heavily multiplayer based, I always hop on the story and complete it before jumping into any multiplayer. So, having played the first one and seeing what that game's like and how important the story is, I feel like this is probably one of the biggest, like, un- most unfortunate leaks in gaming. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It is. I mean, there was also Kingdom Hearts 3 just copies dropping early and people buying it for thousand dollars that is also true i feel like i i haven't played kingdom hearts but i feel like the story of kingdom hearts is not nearly as um tragic and like emotionally um addictive as you say that but you've never played kingdom hearts yeah it's like it's not as gripping yeah it's not like i'm i'm sorry but I know, I know Kingdom Hearts has a really big fan base, and I know I'll probably make a couple people mad, but... Someone, <laughs> some of our 12 viewers, but Mickey, But Mickey Mouse is <laughs> All not... Two get, Mickey Mouse is not going to bring me to tears like Last of Us did. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> because yeah, it's not Mickey Mouse that does it. <laughs> oh, Robert, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean I don't make you cry? <laughs> Um, following the leak of Last of Us 2, however, Naughty Dog released the new release date for the previously, um, delay of Last of Us, which, before it was May 29th, and then it got indefinitely delayed to 20 days later on June 19th. (laughs) (laughs) So... Um, so I don't know if this was because of the leak or if they <laughs> <So> that <laughs> happened <laughs> because it literally they literally put it out the day after the leak. I don't know if it had anything to do with that or what. Probably, actually, now that you mentioned it, they're I never just gonna drop that. a half finished build of the game. Now they just said fuck it. Yeah, like imagine. Okay, so imagine, <laughs> imagine you're the financial backers of this game, right? Like. You've paid millions upon, you know, tens of millions of dollars to, to you know, studios, to, to contract workers, to programmers, to graphic designers, to, you know, to everyone involved in this project. And then this one freaking idiot leaks everything online and so all of a sudden everyone knows the big surprise that you've invested millions of dollars in. How do you counter that? Right? So it's like, screw it. We'll release the game. Like... Like if, if 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 the if the if the news cycle right now is just oozing and oozing these leaks, how do you calm that down as, as well as you know kind of a get your game in, in good light again? Like just say when you're going to release it. Not to mention, I feel like just shadow drop it across all of the e stores. I feel just say, like fuck it. I feel like not to mention, it's also a good way to kind of counteract the leak in a way because you know that like they have the money to try and get rid of all those pages that have the leak and by releasing your new release date when people look up last of us news 
that's going to be the first thing that pops up. Yes, absolutely. It's called SEO or search engine optimization. You get you get mm. what you don't want out of the searches, and whatever people search for first is going to be what you want them to see, and it's going to be the release date, the new release date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, definitely interesting. I'm super excited to play Last of Us. Um, next up, my final story is the next installment of Assassin's Creed was actually announced today via a Twitch stream in which they were drawing the artwork for. Um, it's going to be called Assassin's Creed Valhalla and it's going to have Vikings. Um... For the past year or so, it's been speculated that the next game was going to take place with Vikings, so it's not a big, big surprise there. Um, We, however, won't get a trailer till tomorrow, and I am super stoked to watch it. I haven't really been invested in Assassin's Creed since Rogue, so I mean, I don't know... I don't know how much the gameplay has changed. I do know it has changed substantially... Um, in Origins and uh, what's the other one? Uh, it's more of an RPG, Origins and Odyssey. Yeah, there you go. Do you think we're more gonna of get an actual RPG game? Yeah. Do you think we're gonna get sailboat or boating? We have. We I, would have to. If they're if gonna, they... if they're gonna do, you, well, I mean, if they're gonna do, uh, well, Valhalla isn't necessarily. I don't know. It depends. I guess it depends on where they do it, how the setting is. But if they're going to do like a game similar to what they did, like with Odyssey, I feel like they would, um, because the way that it worked in Odyssey was like the main organization, the Templars, basically. Um, like if you play the game the way they want you to play it, you have to actually do side quests and talk to people and do your own investigating, and it basically gets rid of the majority of quest markers. So it's just so big and open. There's so much to do in the way they did it with Odyssey and with Origins. It, I feel like as far as like boats or sailing or some kind of big medium of travel is going to be a major part of it. Another, uh, another reason I'm super excited about this is because I know the combat has sort of changed in the newer games. And knowing that Ubisoft yeah. is also the team behind uh, For Honor... I have high hopes for the combat system in this one, but I mean, as usual, time will tell. We'll probably see, hopefully, some actual in-game footage and not just cutscene trailers from tomorrow. Um, but, fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed for sure. Um, in case you hadn't seen the picture, it looks super cool. It features um, an unfit, uh, a no-faced Viking basically standing split between like some icy regions in a boat and then some grasslands true true yeah and Um, he has the assassin uh he has the assassin like axe in his hand yeah interesting you know you know what that you know what that instantly reminded me of it reminded me of uh god of war the ending of the latest god of war where thor shows up (laughs) dude i haven't even seen that i've i i like since I'm not the biggest PlayStation fan, I would say literally the only PlayStation news I keep up with usually is on Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, but that's that's what the artwork, uh, you know, that little, that little, uh, you know, snippet—not even a snippet of the trailer. Was it an icon or what's what's that? Just the screenshot 
of it, the, yeah, of it the was, trailer? It was... A t- I, I'm not sure if it was time-lapse. I know it was supposed to be live, but basically it was like just a blank canvas and they were streaming like the person drawing the artwork for it over okay. a certain amount of hours. Yeah, yeah. Until eventually it got to that picture. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely interesting. Um, I wonder what the Brotherhood of Assassins are going to look like within the Viking realm. Like, is it going to be, like, traditional, like, assassin, you know, guild type of thing, just secretly hidden under the Vikings, where it's a completely traditional? Or is it going to be a complete, like, Viking spinoff of, like, you know, like a certain brotherhood? Big, muscly, bearded, bra- uh, braided beards. <laughs> another thing that I think really... That's interests, what I want. Another thing that really interests me about this game and setting is... When you think assassins, you think, like, stealth and clean kills, which is typically not what you think of Vikings. Yeah, the, the opposite, really. Yeah. Like, you got warmongering, like, yelling well, into battle, that... you know, bloody, skull-crushing stuff right there. So, I think that this is going to be more of, like, a... like. Funny enough as this sounds, just hear me out, okay? This is my theory, and I've been wrong before, but I feel like this Assassin's Creed is going to be definitely more politically driven, whereas, uh, you know, every Assassin's Creed is politically driven, right? But in this one, like, you're going to be an assassin accomplishing the goals of assassins within the context of Vikings and their wars and their battles. So, like... You're going to be screaming into battle and you're going to be doing Viking things, but your goal is to kill someone in particular. Right. And to that, be hidden. That makes. It, yeah. Oh, okay, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but the, but, the, but the goal is to accomplish the, 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 you know, the Brotherhood of Assassins' goals within that Viking context. And so you're still going to be screaming in, you know, into battle, doing what Vikings do, but there's going to be an underlying reason and kind of, you know, you're going to be hidden. Uh, you know, hidden, hidden in plain sight, essentially, which is what assassins have always been about in the past games too. I'm... Right, and that—that's kind of what I was thinking too. Like, is—is is this? It's gonna be not like a groundbreaking change of the whole formula, but but like the setting itself, the context, like you were saying in the Vikings, because that's what Valhalla is, right? Is the Viking like idea of heaven where they go, they eat, they kill each other, they eat again, and they kill each other again. Yes. Which was actually the next thing I was going to bring up. What if... Amal, what if you just, like, the end of this game is you dying? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> no. Or what if... Shut up. Or what if, like, you 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 uh, you uh die and then, like, the Vikings concept of, like, Valhalla is actually the animus or, or the, that, you know, the, the thing. That was going to be my next thing is what if Valhalla is real in terms of the assassin universe and they basically that during this game you're actually seeking it and it turns out to be something to deal with like the old gods or like you said like to do with yeah. the animus or something like that and i'm so glad i that the animus was the correct term like there because i'm not so sure that. about assassin's creed so i'm like oh frick am i gonna be a fool right here and this is actually called something else but <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad it's the animus the animus Whew. Wipe the sweat off my forehead real quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is all of my stories, Jason and Pedro, so I will let you take it away now, Jason, with 
whatever you may have left for stories or some final thoughts or whatnot? Oh, just a few more, like... Hold on, you're cutting out? Yes, so... Alright, try again, sir. Can no, you're still cutting out. You were perfect all podcasts until I handed it over to you. <laughs> perfect right, timing. Can you hear me now? Yeah, now you sound good, yeah. Okay. So, again, just a few, like, niche announcements, I guess, more so. Just one of them is more of a silly one that I thought was kind of cool, though. Like, did you guys see the Pentagon UFO videos that dropped? I have. We were talking about that right before the podcast, and neither Ruben nor I have watched the videos. No. No, I haven't watched them. It, it like I kind of half watched them, but I caught. It was kind of funny seeing one of the guys react, and one of them he's like excited and like yelling at it. It's kind of funny. Other than that, I mean, anybody interested in Legends of Runeterra that came out today? Don't think we mentioned that at all. It came out on mobile. Or I no, they came out yesterday, huh? I haven't played, been playing that all day. Yeah, I haven't played that game at all, so I haven't. I saw. I saw that you guys were talking about that in our little group chat, but seeing that I haven't played the game at all yet, I was like, "Oh, that's fun. That's now, cool." Now that it's actually on mobile, I might hop back into it just because it's more accessible. Um, I just something to do when you're not doing anything else. Yeah, it's not. It's not a game that I personally would seek out to play myself, even though I like. League of Legends, I'm not a big card game guy unless it like really vibes with me in the first like five minutes. Like Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so um, mm-hmm. go ahead. Um, I was actually just moving on real quick. One other interesting drop. This is a project that I've been following for I believe it's been going for a few years now. But um, somebody has been remaking Ocarina of Time in Unreal Engine, and I remember downloading one of the very first builds where all you were able to do was play through like the first five minutes of the game. Um, he's gotten it built all the way through the entire first dungeon now, going out into Hyrule Field, going through, I believe he starts the second dungeon, might even finish it. But he's got it built all the way through, and he's building Ocarina of Time, like I said, in Unreal Engine 4 from complete scratch. Jeez. That's dedication. Yeah, and it's, it's something just from following projects like that from when I was younger. It's just you're so used to seeing them get shut down or they just fall out and there's never an update again. But this guy's got a Discord server with a huge community. Uh, look him up, X if anybody's interested. Uh, just to make sure it kind of keeps going and it, it's nearing completion now it looks like or at least it's not nearly as far as just a thought anymore and then uh, kind of in a similar vein for anybody that wants to set aside some time out of their day or, uh, to experience the story of Majora's Mask without having to play through it uh, the Zelda Universe website has released a tribute for the 20th anniversary of Majora's Mask where uh, from what it looks like to me, they're doing uh, basically like an all side quests and all main quests playthrough of the game. But like they had, they did a casting call about a year ago uh, for voice actors, and they're doing voiceovers for all of the line and di- all of the lines and dialogue in the game, and kind of filling it in, making it like a like a, a movie type thing. It's really cool. That's tight. 
So is it going to um, be anything like uh, Shrek Retold? If you if you've seen that, I've not seen that. What's that like? Oh gosh, so Shrek Retold. You can look <laughs> it up on YouTube, but it's a essentially it's like a crowdfunded like or not crowdfunded, but like a a a, a group project where like people mm-hmm. could submit like thirty second snippets of the Shrek movie created by their own. So like someone would create like thirty seconds of the Shrek movie from like paper mache and someone would do it in claymation and oh then dude i kind of want to watch that like in cartoon. <laughs> dude oh. it's great it's great and like everything is voiced by the creators too so like it's a claymation and there's like two people voicing shrek and fiona and then 30 seconds later it'll be the paper mache one and then it's another you know it's another group of people That's voicing so stuff cool. like that it's trippy it's great look it up on youtube shrek retold it's great <laughs> so my say. minus all of the different unique art styles yes <laughs> That's it's just idea. essentially somebody playing through it with voiceover and dialogue and just keeps it interesting. Like I said, for anybody that's ever been interested in looking into it or just wanted to experience a story but doesn't want to play the game, like I know Ruben's tried to play the game a few times. Yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep. Try it. Maybe. Who knows when the next time you're going to try again is. <laughs> But... Um, I mean, yeah, that's really it. Um, oh yeah, anybody in into the Twitch community? Just another one that I just remembered. Uh, in the Twitch community, Alinity. Does anybody know who Alinity is? I heard about Alinity this I, week. <laughs> I think I heard about. It. I think I know what you guys are talking about. So she's the one that threw her cat a while back, but she yes, like okay, totally yeah, flipped her tit out. <laughs> no, she did. Like just. She did. Whipped her tit out on stream. It was kind of nice. <laughs> but I know they still. A... I don't even think Twitch would have banned her for it. She ended up getting banned after she herself agreed that she should be banned, and then she only got like a twenty-four hour ban. Right. So she got. So she was issued a twenty-four hour ban from Twitch for for uh, for flashing her boob there accidentally. I guess I don't know what if it was accidental or not. But she was issued a 24-hour ban, and then she gave herself an additional 48 hours. So it was a total of a three-day ban. Okay. As I I understand it, it's not the first time she's been in trouble. No. Um, Throwing Throwing her cat, showing her cooter. Yeah, so she's got a track record of, like, upsetting community and not being in trouble for it, which I find very interesting. I so I do not understand how she is not permanently banned. You know why? Because she makes Twitch money. Yep. You just answered my question, <laughs> and I feel very stupid. But at the same time, it's like, why? How is she not permanently banned? How much money is she making exactly? I want I want to see the figures behind this. No. I think I think when it comes down to it, um, I don't know what level she's on in terms of partnership or anything like that but i know when you first get your sub button twitch makes half of all of your subs right right but i don't think she's like a millionaire i don't think she lives like a millionaire lifestyle you know so like if she's not if she's not living that lavishly then how much is twitch making off of her exactly just enough to not get from a (laughs) band yeah apparently Who knows? Maybe I'll be I'll be rich enough and stream on Twitch enough so where I can accidentally show my nutsack and not get banned. That's, that's the life right there, man. I got new goals. I need to start. Just have me showing my. I don't mind. I'll go up there and just show my tits. 
<laughs> Flash the camera. <laughs> yep. Um, one thing that I wanted to bring up because I find it absolutely hilarious and it's my favorite thing at the moment. Um, I don't know how many people out there know this, but there are massive gang wars going on in Grand Theft Auto Five right now. <laughs> yes! And it is fantastic. So far I've seen like four or five different factions and they're all terrific. Right, right. Should we, should we try and name all the ones that we've seen so far? Okay, so I know for sh- certain there's Green Alien Gang. Yeah, there's Purple Alien Gang. Purple Alien Gang. There's Monkey Gang. Um... Men in Black. Yeah. And then there's another one that's against, like, the aliens, but I can't remember what it is, and it is the most hilarious thing to watch. There's another one against the aliens? Yeah. There's another one besides the Men in Black. It's, like, some weird one that I can't even remember the name of. Right. Well, there's, like, Bloods and Crips in there, too, right? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Like, actual gangs (laughs) in GTA V. But it's so funny watching all the alien ones because it's just, like, it's always a group of, like, five or six green alien dudes or purple alien dudes running around with any sort of melee weapon and just beating up anybody they find. (laughs) It is, you know, and you know what's interesting about that? I feel, uh, I feel that, uh, that this is gonna have a really interesting impact on actual gang violence. Because right now, gang violence is kinda low because of coronavirus. So I wonder if, because this is in game, if people are gonna take their beef or, you know, release their frustrations, quote unquote, in game. I just wanna know. Why, how, and when it all started. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not like Grand Theft Auto Five is a new game by any means. It no. came out, like, what, probably, like, six or seven years ago yeah, by now? Yeah, yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Um, apparently, Jason has dropped out of the Discord call. Oh, no, I was wondering. Either that or he can't, he can't hear us for some reason. So right, no, he's, he's in the call. I was wondering why he was being awfully silent there, so. Let's see. Anyways, let's see here. You want to keep, where it, you... keep it going while I try to figure this out? So, yeah, yeah. So while Ruben figures out those technical difficulties, uh, you know, to keep you audience members in the loop, Jason messages us on our group chat and says, where'd you go? <laughs> um, and the question is, where did you go, Jason? Um, you're, you're still in the you're still in the in the discord chat there, but uh, maybe maybe your headset's hey, disconnected. You hey, oh. can you hear us? Yeah, you guys cut out for a while. That was weird. Yeah, our connection's good on our end. Um, did you accidentally unhook your? Oh, what happened to our podcast overlay? <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> no, it said it said there was no audio coming through from your guys' end on Discord. Dang, that's really weird because we were looking at our uh, our OBS right here, and our our mic was still you know it was still picking up audio or something like that. So maybe I don't know. Discord's weird. Discord's whack at times. <laughs> Yeah, but it's still, I mean, the, probably the best option, so we keep on using it. I don't know, do you guys want to use TeamSpeak? Well, it's no, it's the, the OG days on <laughs> Skype. <laughs> <laughs> That's real OG. Maybe one time, maybe we'll do it for a throwback episode or something. Ooh, that'd be funny if we did an episode covering tech and gaming news from, like, 2002. <laughs> <laughs> Or like 1995, like the year that's, that some of us were born. That'd be funny. That'd be I'm going to cover Y2K. 
yeah. that's what we should have did on April 1st. Yeah, we should. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no! Now we have to wait an entire year before we do that on April Fool's again. <laughs> I mean, ooh, you know what? We could technically still do it because it's not time sensitive. That's true. Yeah. All right. All right. We. <laughs> this is, we're, I feel dumb. Anyway. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so what, what, what were we even talking about? Gang Wars, GTA 5. Yes. Jason, do you have any opinions on the Gang Wars, or have you seen those in GTA 5 at all? I've not seen Gang Wars in GTA 5. They're fantastic. They're the greatest thing to watch right now. Yeah, Ruben, send him some links to those that we saw. I definitely will. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny once you see it. Oh, I open it, and it's the first video that pops up. Purple cop lacking. Oh, yep, they're getting beat to death with baseball bats. <laughs> By the green aliens. Green alien gang. That, that seems to be like the biggest beef right now is the green aliens versus the purple aliens. Yep. I sent one I sent one to the to the group chat, sir, so that you may see what we are talking about. Um but in terms of actual news, um that is all of my stories as of now. I do know, um, actually a follow up on the Call of Duty mobile tournament. It's actually not that hard to get veteran. Really? Yeah. Did you get veteran? No, <laughs> but I haven't played, I've played like four matches, and apparently all you have to do is play ranked, and it goes from, you go, your ranks go from rookie one, rookie two, rookie three, to veteran. Oh, wow. And you get from rookie one to rookie two, and literally it took me two games, so. Dang. Progression super fast then. Yeah. So you gotta make that money. You gotta make that Call of Duty mobile gaming <laughs> tournament money. <laughs> and I found out the the easiest way to cheese it, quick scoping on mobile is so easy. It's dumb. Really? Because like the way that I have my control set up on there is to where when you press the fire button, he'll aim down sight and start shooting. Yeah. And when it comes to snipers, it's different to where you'll stay zoomed in, and as soon as you let go of the fire button, you shoot. So, like, it's super easy. <laughs> it's literally just a tap. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, if only it was that easy in the console version. I'm all million dollars here. Come. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just tap your phone. Million dollars made. <laughs> well, that's dope. Good luck with the tournament. <laughs> I'll definitely, I will definitely give it a shot. Yeah, so I think we've reached the end of our line here today, fellas. What do you say? I believe so, sir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Jason, since you weren't here with us last week, and we didn't really announce it last uh, last episode either, um, but, but we have a Let's Talk About It podcast custom hot sauce on its way. It's currently being synthesized <laughs> in California. So, um... I think we have to pull up the order to see exactly what it is again, Ruben. So uh, provide me, uh, you know, just a couple seconds here while I pull up the order. All righty. Um, um, I see one interesting thing, actually, as I'm looking through to see if there's any more news. Um, this one caught my eye. It's not particularly super interesting, but I it, it has striked my curiosity. Um, this is from five hours ago. Um Apparently, a Seinfeld video game is coming. <laughs> is there a laugh track button? I have no idea. I just clicked on it. Hold on. It says, as per the story, 
Ever wanted to play out your life as one of the most well-known characters in TV history? Well, thanks to two game developers from Australia, you can. Jacob Generica, best known for creating Paragym, played by the likes of PewDiePie and... Huh? <laughs> Did you say they're best known for creating heroin? I'm all precisely. No, uh, <laughs> Paradigm. Paradigm? Yeah, oh, yeah, I just can't read. I'm a retard, apparently. Um, played by the light. It's spelled weird. <laughs> played by the likes of PewDiePie and Jack Septicite, um, and Yvonne Dixon, who directed the animated clip for the Childish Gambino Feel Like Summer, and Pixel's intro for The Simpsons, Adventure Time, and Rick and Morty have teamed up to recreate. Seinfeld in all of its pixel glory. This game looks like something you would play on an old Sega in terms of graphics. Like, look at that screenshot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So it's probably going to be like a turn-based, like, not a turn-based, but like a text-based RPG of Seinfeld. That's what I think. Based off this, it looks like you can select characters between... (laughs) Side. So <laughs> oh my it's god! Be great. <laughs> this game has already hit the Reddit front page twice and had a feature in IGN, but it's still not enough to get the game made. They need your help, and all they want you to do is use the hashtag Seinfeld Game and share and watch the pitch trailer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I'm gonna do that after the podcast. Dude, I'm just curious as to what this game will be about. It looks so weird. Why, though? That's that's the question, sir. Why? Or better yet, why not? Yeah. Have you ever wanted to live your life out as one of the most well-known TV... No. Who hasn't? What are you talking about? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> I'm all, I, watched, I watched you play Simpsons Hit and Run back in the day. Don't lie to me. Well, yeah, that's not living my life out. That's playing GTA for thirteen years. As one of as one of the most beloved TV characters of all time. <laughs> as or, what? Or, as one of the most beloved TV characters of all time, or several. Okay. Eh. Yeah, I found the details of our hot sauce, by the way. Alrighty, sir. So, yeah, so as we were saying, uh, the hot sauce is coming. The Let's Talk About It podcast hot sauce. It's going to be a banger, for sure. Um, As far as what the hot sauce itself will be like, um, it's meant to melt your face. It is a Carolina Reaper uh, base, um, and it is seasoned. Oh, fuck you sauce. So, yeah, yeah, so it's a Carolina Reaper (laughs) base. Uh, um, it also is coupled with a couple of other spicy things such as chipotle, red chili, uh, and extra uh, extra black pepper and habanero in there to spice it up. But it also has some interesting undertones in the form of lime zest, uh, vanilla, and as well as saffron in there. So you got some interesting flavors there to burn mm. your face with. Um we will have a bottle available for purchase here from our audience. So if you guys are really interested, then hit us up on our social medias uh, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, comment on our YouTube videos if you want to know more about the hot sauce. It's a very limited run of hot sauce, obviously, because we have 12 consistent viewers. Should and we auction it? 
We could auction it. Yeah, we could auction it. It's, it's, I mean, and we're probably going to use it to like make wings or something for the for the podcast. Like maybe well, we 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 do have our year anniversary of the podcast coming up in August, actually. Right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. So we may Ooh. just crack it open in time for the you know to make some wings for the for the uh, anniversary. So we'll wait and see. We'll or, we'll see what we'll do. Or keep it in keep it in line with our title. And just make a bunch of tacos and throw it on there. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm excited. I'm excited. I can't wait for this hot sauce to get here. Uh, like I said, it's currently being synthesized in California, so we'll keep you guys updated as to when the hot sauce gets here. We'll take pictures of it. We'll dress it up. We'll make it all fancy. Uh, we'll post it on our social medias. Uh, that way, you guys can see exactly what we're dealing with. And of course, we'll do a we'll do a we'll do a taste test to see exactly how that uh, lime zest and saffron pairs with the Carolina Reaper base. <laughs> I feel like it's gonna be super bomb. Yeah. It definitely should be. Um, but with that being said, uh, we'll go ahead and end the episode here. We are past our hour mark. Um, but before we do, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. We appreciate your listening uh, ears and your support of the podcast. Um, as we mentioned before, please follow us on our social medias. That way we can update you with the latest and greatest. I promise I will post my certificate of the folding at home thing since I promised that about two weeks ago and I have not posted it yet. So I'll do that today as we publish this episode. Um, but until then, thanks again so much, guys, for your support. And we will see you all next week. Sign off, everyone. Adios. See ya. Bye. Time to play our outro music, if I can find the folder, because I close the folder. So this is kind of an awkward goodbye here, because we have to find the right music. It's like you're saying bye, and then we're both going the same way. Right, exactly, <laughs> but on a podcast, so it's like ten times more cringy. Anyways, here's the theme music. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs>